What did you guys? It's the Connection Podcast. Welcome, everybody. It is episode six. Episode six. Episode six. All right. Easy. What it do, man? How you doing, man? Good. How are you, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks. You know, it's funny. That was a setup, right? We'll be yeah, honest with our listeners. That was a setup. That was a setup. So we're just going to jump into this. This episode's about acceptance, right? And the way we kind of set that beginning up was because it's, it's so easy. Like when someone asks you, hey, how you doing? To just be like, good, how are you? Like it's just one word to not even think about it. Just like, good, how are you? Like mm-hmm. it's just an automatic response. Like apparently everyone's always good. And everyone listening, when you get asked, you know, at church or at work or all that stuff, when you say, oh, how are you doing? And your response is. If you say good, how are you? Yeah, probably what your response is. And if you say otherwise, you're probably lying or you got a lot of problems. Wow. But that's why we're here. Well, I would say, you know, most, <laughs> most of the time it's just like a, it's a just, I don't know. We don't even think about it. We just say like, oh, I'm good. How are you? And mm-hmm. it's like, you could be having the worst week of your life and still say, good, how are you? Yeah. Because it's just so natural. Yeah. But I think like if you're a Christian and you're at church and you've had a really bad week yeah, and someone exactly. says, hey, how was your week, man? And you're like, like, oh, it was good. Like, don't lie. Mm-hmm. Like, given there's a place, there's a, there's a time and a place for us to be honest with each other and to be mm-hmm. open with... Mm-hmm. Church may not be that time to say, oh, dude, I did all this. You know, it may not be that time. But like, if there is a time when someone is like, hey, how are you doing? Like, and it's on your spirit to tell them, like, say, hey, can we go talk for a second? Like, I want to tell you what's been going on. Like, mm-hmm. be real with yourself. Exactly. Accept it. And that's why we're kind of talking about acceptance, mm-hmm. you know? So that's today's topic. If you didn't get it already, it's talking about acceptance. Acceptance. And, we're, so before we even get into scripture, the first point is that we need to learn how to accept the good along or the good along with the bad. Yes. It, you know, and going back to what we just said, like accept the bad, accept the good things and accept the bad things. You know, the triumphs and the failures, the, the good days with the bad days, the uh, good relationships with with bad relationships and like and don't be afraid of those things either. Yeah, well, I mean, it's even in worship songs, too. Like, I will praise you for the highs and lows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In worship, you know? it's like, it's like in going back to what we talked about in the last episode, episode five of Grace, mm-hmm. even through the good and the bad, grace is always there. Through it all, like, God's there. His love covers you. He's got you covered. So, like, why are you afraid of it? And like, so, and exactly, why are you afraid? And another thing that we want to really get across in this episode today um, is we just talked about grace in the last episode. Yeah. And grace, now that you know about grace and what grace does for you and how it's always there for you, now it's time to act upon grace. Right. And now it's time to accept yourself mm-hmm. because grace exists. Exactly. Because there's Jesus in this world, that there is, he died on the cross for our sins. We don't have to hold that stuff yeah. anymore. Amen. So we can accept ourselves for who we are today who we have been in the past and who we will be in the future. That's good. I like that a lot. That's really good. Um, just a real quick, uh, quick scripture to go off of that too. You know, uh, Paul tells us in Romans five, three, chapter five, verse three, it says not only so, but we also <clears throat> glory in our sufferings, right? Oh, we don't just oh, glory yeah. in the bad. Oh, yeah. uh, we don't just glory in the good things. We yep. glory in the bad things, like in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance Perseverance, character, and character, hope. Mm-hmm. And hope does not put us mm-hmm. to shame, 
right? Again, we have no guilt or shame nor condemnation in Christ because of grace that covers us, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Like that, that alone we could talk about, like that will preach, like the Holy, like, uh, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us more grace. Like God sent, not only did God send Jesus, he sent the Holy Spirit after Jesus so that we would never be alone, so that we would never stop having that grace and love around us. Now, what verse was that again? That was Romans chapter five, mm-hmm. verse three and uh, three through five, actually. I'm sorry, not just verse three, but uh, verses three through five. And Read that verse because that verse is like a pep talk for yourself. Yeah. That verse talking to the listeners. Yeah. You're right there in halftime. You're down by five. You're down by six, whatever it is. You know, you're in the gutter. And just bring that verse back out because that verse right there is basically saying, you know, it's okay. You're going to get through this. And not only are you going to get through this, you're going to learn to accept yourself. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, it's it's easy to say this kind of stuff. It's really easy to say, oh, just accept yourself. Just you know, accept the bad things, accept the hardships and the sufferings. And but truth be told, it's really hard to accept those things. It's hard to accept you know the bad with the good, <laughs> the the difficult situations, the the broken relationships. Um, you know, and like it's it's all the storms that come in life because sometimes God sends the storms. And that real quick little side note, I thought about this earlier. Uh, it's hard to accept when God sends a storm mm-hmm. because sometimes he will, right? There are two different examples in, in <clears throat> scripture of, of the disciples going through a storm. Mm-hmm. The first time Jesus is with them on the boat. I think this is the first time or second time, either one doesn't really matter. Um, but one of the times Jesus is on the boat with him, he's sleeping, right? Jesus like found a pillow, laid himself down. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm mm-hmm. tired. I need to take a mm-hmm. nap. And the storm comes and the disciples freak out and they're in the middle of the storm. And they cry out like, Lord, save us. Like mm-hmm. we're going to die. We're going to drown. And Jesus gets up and what does he do? He rebukes the wind and the waves. Mm-hmm. Right. God does not rebuke anything that he sends. If he sends it, it has a purpose. Right. Kind of like with God's timing. Like if, if God said he's going to do something, he will. But and so sometimes God will send that storm. The second example of the storm uh, is what we talked about in episode three with Peter walking on the mm-hmm. water. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus did not rebuke that storm. He walked out into the middle of the lake let it happen. in the middle of that storm. Let it happen. Like let Peter go through it and all the disciples go through and it. Once the lesson was learned, once Jesus got in the boat with Peter, that's, he didn't say a word. It just, as soon as he got into that boat, that's when the storm died down. So he didn't rebuke it because Ooh. he sent it Ooh. because there was a lesson involved with that. And see, and this is hard. This is so hard for like all believers to accept. Like, why would God send that storm on my life? Like, why would God send that in my life? And it's like, be, there's a lesson. If you would just do what Paul says, persevere, you know, yep. because that's going to produce character. God's <clears throat> producing character in your life. He's producing something that yep. Yep. he needs you to have for what you're going into. And here's another point too. If God accepts you the way you are, because the scripture does say yep. that God accepts you, Jesus accepts you for the way you are. Accept the storms. Exactly. Because... Be- mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I just said it, like God accepts you the way you are. So accept the storms that come your way and don't also just accept the storms that come your way, accept yourself in those storms. In the middle of the storm. Accept who you are in the middle of the storm because, because the moment that you were not 
in that storm, God is. Exactly. Because when you are not, God is. Yep. And in that storm, if you accept the fact that you cannot without God, that's when God comes in and the lesson is learned. Dude, Go ahead. We, I see you we got are, you, man. We are I see preaching you. I got already. You. We are, what is this? We are not even 10 minutes in and we are preaching hard right now. <laughs> no, um, a friend texted me that hmm. she had listened to episode three and she said something really profound. And, you know, when Peter fell, like throw back to episode three. If you haven't yeah, listened yeah. to that, go back and listen to it. It's a great episode. We had a lot of fun filming that one. But, you know, when Peter walked on the water and when he fell in, Jesus did not rebuke him. Jesus did not condemn him. He did not say anything. He, Jesus, Jesus, picked him up. Jesus said, like, you of little faith, why'd you doubt, you know? But Jesus didn't say, like, well, I guess you're drowning. Bye. <laughs> like, he, like, he didn't leave. He's like, I, you know, go back and try again. Like, Jesus didn't rewind time or anything. Like, he picked him up. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you have a good parent knows when to scold their children mm-hmm. when they've done something mm-hmm. that they shouldn't have done, you know. And in that moment, you know, it's just like it, what she said was just so good because she was she was just saying that, you know, in those moments when we fall, Jesus does not just leave us there and he does not scold us and, and be angry with us. He he like he empathizes with us and he sees us and he picks us up. And that's grace. Right. Mm-hmm. And. This is all just kind of tied together. And these, again, these episodes aren't in chronological order. You don't have to listen to one right after the other. Nope. You can listen to whatever you want. Yeah. We'll reference some here and there, but like, by all means, if you're listening to this one, you want to finish, finish this one out before you listen to episode three, by all means, go ahead. It doesn't matter. These are, you know, we're just speaking them as we Our goal is them. just to connect each episode with each other in some way, somehow. Exactly. So. Related to, to one or the other, so... So yeah, uh, again, this episode is acceptance, and it's mostly about ourselves, like what you were saying, Easy. Like it's, it's about accepting ourselves because, honestly, a lot of times it's pretty easy to accept others, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Maybe not at first, but we kind of get good at it mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus said that was the greatest commandment, like love God, love people. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that the problem is that how can we be expected to love people if we don't love ourselves Ooh. first? Ooh. We have to we have to be able to love ourselves first in order to love people, and so this is why this is an important message for us to talk about right now, um, because we have to accept where we are. Because mm-hmm. if we don't, then we will start judging others based on where they are not. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. So, and by the way, real quick thing in our notes, nowhere does it say that we were going to talk about accepting the storm. That just came out of nowhere. Yep. Um, and that's how all of this goes, you know, again, because this is a conversation. This so is... a lot of our notes right now that we actually, in the first 10 minutes, are not what we <laughs> thought they were going to be. So just bear with us. And that's what's so great about this <clears throat> podcast. You know, it's just the conversation that we're having and we want to invite you guys in to be a part of it. Hell yeah. And we hope you guys are forming your own kind of thoughts and saying, well, like, that's good. Like, but what if this and this and this, like, we want you to do that. We want you to start thinking and, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of, de- uh, taking out something for for yourself mm-hmm. in this. So we're learning, we're going to be learning to accept ourselves. Yep. That seems so hard. So we found a scripture for this. It's, <laughs> it's an interesting scripture, right? Not one you would normally think about acceptance. You might think like John 3.16. We'll use that later. But like, you know, you might think of a great love scripture. Um, Hit it to them, Noah. So we're going to be using Romans. Staying in the book of Romans, chapter 7, 
verses 14 through 25. So I'm going to read this and just kind of bear with me. It's a lot. You're probably going to get lost and confused. Just a forewarning. So um, pause the podcast, open your Bible up, yeah, and go read to along it. with us. Yeah. Um, so it says, we know that the law is spiritual. This is Paul speaking. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I love it. I love this part. I do not understand what I do. Paul's just straight up. He's like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get what I do. He's like, for what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. Ooh. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me that is in my sinful nature. So good does not dwell in my, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good. Mm-hmm. I have the right intention, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Like Paul's like, I don't get it. Like I just keep on doing all this crappy stuff. What am I doing? <laughs> and so Paul continues on verse 20. He says, now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. Okay, real quick break. Gather your thoughts. That was a lot. I do not do what I want to do. I want to do what I want. like <laughs> lots of doing. All right, verse 21. So I find this law at work. After all that, Paul says, here's what I find. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. Mm -hmm. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but Mm -hmm. I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? And then I love this part, the closing line. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Hashtag amen a thousand times. That was a lot. That's a lot in there. So So, (laughs) I just want to pause it and rewind. Yeah. (laughs) Go back. Listen to that again. We're going to kind of break this down a little bit because there's a lot of what Paul's saying, at least from like 14 to 20. Like Paul is just like. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. So Paul is saying here, like, I don't understand myself. Exactly. Which is why this ties into acceptance. Cause Paul later on accepts himself in like verse, you know, 21 and 25. But you know, Paul is setting us up here. He's like, I don't get what I do. There's two things going on within me. And I mm-hmm. like, I want to do good, but I don't do it. Mm-hmm. The evil, which I don't want to do. I keep on doing that. Mm-hmm. Like that is so us, everybody in the Christian walk, that is us. I don't care who you are, how spiritual you are. You have that, like, it's part of us. It's our sinful nature that, like, it's a constant back and forth battle mm-hmm. that we have in our minds and our souls. Um, so the way I, the way I kind of did this in my Bible, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, how do I start to break this down? So I want, like, you could put, like, parentheses kind of around some of these things. Like when Paul says in verse 15, for, I, for what I want to do, I do not do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so put a parenthesis around that. You could start there, and then put a parenthesis around uh, what I hate, I do, and just kind of start to dissect it that way, like break it up to smaller chunks. So for what I want to do, I don't do it. I want to read my Bible every day, but I don't. I sit and watch Netflix instead. I want to pray every day, but I don't. I just go mm-hmm. to sleep. You know, mm-hmm. Paul's saying like, there's all these things in here. Uh, let's see what else. You know. Uh, let me skip down here. Verse 19, uh, for I do not do the good I want to do saying the same, saying the same thing again, 
right? So parentheses around that for I do not do the good I want to do, but, and then another parentheses, the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing, right? Paul's saying the same thing over and over here. But it's, and he's having that inward struggle right Ooh. now in this moment by himself. Ooh. Like, as he's writing this, he's probably having this thought. Like, he's probably thinking of all those things yeah. he did where he's just like, yeah, I did that. And I didn't want to do that. I did that. Straight and up kill people. <laughs> yeah. He's like, and I just, I felt a conviction a little bit, but I kept on doing it. Like, like Paul said there was a thorn in his side kind of thing. And I'm sure that's just reminding him and remind, reminding him of mm-hmm. everything he's done. So... Again, Paul, and this is what we go through, right? With acceptance. It's like, I, how can I accept myself when I've done all these things? Mm-hmm. How can I accept myself when, I, when I've done this and this and this and this and this? And the enemy will always try to remind us of what we've done, mm-hmm. right? But Paul says here, um, as a conclusion, he's like, so I find this law at work. I want to do good. I have the right desire, the right intention, which is great. Like, that is good. Like, hold on to that. Mm-hmm. Hang on to those desires, but Paul says, but then right there next to me, evil's right there. Like, it's evil is right there with me. Like, this is Paul, okay, who wrote a third of the New Testament. A third, two-thirds, something like that. Yeah. Like, he wrote a lot. Like, did the most. Traveled everywhere. This is Paul. And he's like, I got evil in me. I'm just like, and it's right there with me when I'm trying to do good. Like, I'm trying to spread the gospel, but... I bet there were times maybe when Paul was like, I don't want to do this. I just want to go home and sleep for a little bit. I'm tired. You know? yeah, yeah, I'm tired of going from prison to prison. Yeah. <laughs> right. Being whipped and tortured, like all these kind of things Paul's doing or having done to him. <laughs> um, and, you know, verse 24 and 25 really says it all. Uh, as, and Paul's like, what a wretched man I am. Ooh. Like, like. I'm terrible. And he says, like, who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? which includes my mind, who will rescue me from all this? And he says, thanks be to God. Like, like, thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ. Like, and that's it. And he just kind of stops. And he's in, um, yeah, and then even verse, or sorry, he just kind of keeps going. I'm looking at my Bible. He says, so then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. He says it again. He's like, I've got this kind of duality within me. I've got this duality, like, ah. Uh. But then, you know, it, it says chapter 8. I'm, I just feel like I need to keep going in this, right? So Paul's like, I got all this duality in me. I find this law at work. I want to do good, but there's evil. What a wretched man I am, but thanks be to God. And then at the start of chapter 8, It says this, it says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free, who the son sets free is free indeed. That doesn't say that. I just added that in. Sets you free from the law of sin and death. For what the, I'm just going to keep going. I feel this for what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. So now God sends his son in the way that Paul is seeing himself. Mm-hmm. God sent his son in the likeness of sin. And Paul is just talking about his sinful nature. Mm-hmm. God says, I sent my son in that same deficit that you're having, in that same weakness you have, right? Our weakness is made perfect in God's Ooh. power. Preacher Noah. So, okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um. Well, I'm just going to, uh, yeah, sorry. 
I just felt the spirit kind of just lead me on with that one. So the kind of verse going back to all of this that says, in my mind kind of wraps all this up. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. Thanks be to God. Right? Because if I can learn how to accept that I have both good and evil within me, Ugh. if I can learn how to accept that, I can move forward mm-hmm. because, because God. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even have to finish that sentence. I can move forward because God. And that's it. So, what I love the most about this passage that <laughs> Ooh, I need a break. Paul is speaking on is doesn't that sound like you and I when we're doubting ourselves? All the time. Doesn't that sound like, like, man, I want to do great and I want to do good things for God, mm-hmm. but I have a past, but I have a sinful nature. And that- <laughs> I'm still struggling with the, uh, the addictions that I have, yep. you know, whatever it be. I'm still struggling with getting over, you know, my pornography addiction. I'm still getting over, you know, my lust addiction. I'm still getting yeah. over my alcoholism. I'm still getting over my drug addiction. Whatever it is. I'm still getting over all of it. My greed, my, my jealousy, greed. my envy, my right? my pridefulness. My, ooh, pride. If we keep going, we're going to hit you, all of you out there listening to this right now. Like <laughs> everything, you know, like you're, you want to do good, but you're still struggling with it. And you know what? This whole passage right here is basically saying, accept it. Yeah, literally. Now, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. It doesn't mean, okay, I accept who I am, therefore I am who I am. I'm just going to stay here. No, exactly. Don't accept who you... Don't say the word, I am who I am because I am who I am. Right. No, say, I am who I am because he called me Uh, who I am. Yes. Mm. He calls me yes a child you of God. say yeah. who i am yeah. therefore i am in you oh that hill the hill song who, I, who you say i, I am, am who exactly you say i am exactly uh, i am yep. who you say i am not who i say i am exactly and we're, we're, we're you know for those who are listening we got to make sure that you when we say i am who you say i am that's god that you is god right calling us who we are that is you saying that is you yourself saying I am who you say I am, God. Who God says Not I who am. anybody else says who, exactly. who I am. Not who I say I am. Not what my sin myself. says. Not what my past nope. says. Not what my present says. Yeah. Not what the people say about my future. Who God says I am. And God says that you are a child of his. You are a co-heir with Christ. Exactly. You are redeemed. You Go are saved. Go listen to that song if you haven't. Ooh, it's so good. Go listen to that song if you haven't. Who you, who say, you say I am. My whole song. song. Yeah. My goodness. And like, I just love this passage that like, because... It literally is how I feel about how we, when we started this podcast. No, I'm being yeah, serious. No, like, I completely agree. You know, I still got my problems. Mm-hmm. And here I am trying to like share the word of God. Wouldn't you think that I would be thinking to myself, man, how can I share the word of God when I have all these addictions I'm struggling with and stuff like that? How am I going to be able to help people out? How am I going to be able to let God work through me? Well, that's just the thing. Yep. God works through you, no matter who you are, mm-hmm. no matter what you did, no matter how you do it, no matter what you will do in the future, God accepted you the way you are. Therefore, accept yourself the way you are. But don't accept yourself the way you are and say, okay, well, this is who I am. Deal with it. No. Say, this is who I am, God. You, God, deal with me. Mm-hmm. 
and do what you want. Let your will be done in my life. And Romans eight twenty eight says, and we know that, go. and oh, <laughs> and all and all things God works for the good for those who love Him, who have been who have been called according to His purpose. Right in all things, in your sinful nature, oh. in your good times. And all things God works for the good of those who love him who huh. have been called according to his purpose. Sorry, I went off for a little bit. No, but... dude, this is going to be... I, so, I feel this is going to be one of those episodes. We're this, just going to keep going. This point, the next point that you said, I cut you off a little bit, but is, is acceptance does not mean you stop where you are. Right. This does not mean you just stop and say, well, I have my sinful nature. I guess I'm just going to live with it forever. Mm-hmm. No. Like, acceptance in this sense means that you trust God with where you are. Mm. Doesn't mean you Ooh. it doesn't mean you even understand where you are. Except it mean, acceptance means you trust God with where you are but you keep moving toward the purpose that God has called you to. Amen. Which is a perfect segue from Romans 8:28 oh, but like my like God. so thank you for that. But like like you don't even have to understand where God has you but you just have to trust him with where you are and with how you are. You don't have to understand why you are, how you are. In a certain way, this season, because God is doing something in your life. He never stops working. Like, God never stops working. He's, he, the only time God stopped working was when he was done with something. And that was with creation. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. up until Abraham was 100 years old, mm-hmm. God still worked in his life to give him a child. And, mm-hmm. give him, and then beyond that, ooh, I just I thought of that, like... God did not even stop with Abraham when he died. Like God was like, beyond you, I will give you so oh, many descendants. Oh. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like you may not like where you are. You may not understand it. But you know, like had Joshua and the Israelite army um, relied on what they understood when they were marching around the walls, when God had told them, march around the walls, don't say anything, just walk. Mm-hmm. Don't run, don't run around the walls, mm-hmm. just walk around the walls. But had they relied on what they understood and knew from their own perspective, they wouldn't have done what God had said, and they would have tried to fight their own battle, and they would have lost. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're hitting it up today, man. We're preaching. We're- Real quick, <clears throat> you know, talking back on acceptance does not mean you stop where you are. Yeah. I think... Both you and I share that same testimony and mm-hmm. where, where we used to serve. Absolutely. Because we had such a struggle with, you know, how things were being done and handled. And the church we were at. And the church we were yeah. at. And like, just, it was just, it was hard. It really was. It was we a, tried to start ministries. Mm-hmm. We tried to do things. And it just kind of seemed like it was all failing. But like, I have to say. One of the biggest things that helped us through it is that we were so accepting of who we are, whether it yeah. made us look silly in front of our friends. Didn't care. <laughs> you know, if it made us, you know, look stupid or weird or kind of like, what the heck are you doing all this for? It's for nothing. You know, that was the testimony that I want to share with you in this acceptance is that like we accepted who we are and we accepted the fact that we don't know what's going to happen out of this. Right. All we can do is trust in God. Exactly. And I think that is one of the biggest things we've learned is because now we know what it's like to be in a place that was just fighting us 100%. Yeah. And now we know what it's like to be in a place where, excuse me, to be 
in the place after that mm-hmm. of the grass is greener on the other side now, but we never lost our acceptance in each other and who we are. And you're just taking me back to, to Romans five, three, <laughs> we glory in our sufferings. Not, you no, know, not saying that we were like, we're suffering and it was so awful, No, but like, it was a trial. It was, it was hard. It was not easy. And, but like, we didn't, we felt the, like the conviction just to stay there. Yeah. Like we didn't feel the, we, accepted we, we did where not, we, were. we did not just really just like up and leave and, exactly. and say, well, I, that was hard and no one wants to accept it. It's like, no, we got to stay here. We got to just keep doing it. So if you're in a church where you feel that there's nothing there for you, accept it and, and be there and say, okay, God, in your timing, exactly. You do what you need to yeah. do. According to your will, God, like if you want me to be here, and Keep you'll feel here. it, you'll feel it in your heart because the Holy Spirit, that's, that's his direct line to you. Yeah. Cause he'll be like, okay, time to move. And when you make that decision to move, you're going to feel at peace. Yeah. But the best thing of that is that you're going to take away the acceptance of who you are because you accepted who you were in that storm. Yeah. Now you're going to accept who you are even more when you're at the glory with God. You could even apply that to like where you're at with a job. Oh, you could apply exactly. that. You could apply that to anything. Anywhere. Like fill in the blank with the word from the word church. Like mm-hmm. if you are quote unquote suffering at this place, you know, whatever place that is for mm-hmm. you at your job, got like, that mean boss. And you're like, man, this sucks. Like, I don't want to be here. And it's like, all right, God, like if this is your will, keep me here. I'll stay here. But like, but I think you're absolutely right. Like you will feel that sense of peace in leaving something. And that's the thing. That's how you know it was God because you don't feel Ugh. upset about it. Exactly. And when you have that peace, that's when, again, that's just when you know that God is like, yes, like move, like move. It's time. Like let that go. Move on. And that brings me to Philippians uh, chapter 3, verses 12 to 13, where Paul says, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, right? Mm-hmm. But that I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. And right there, that, that's acceptance. Christ accepted us. God accepted us. And that's why he sent his son. And Jesus made us his own. Mm-hmm. And to keep going, it says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind me and straining Ooh. forward to what Ooh. lies ahead. And I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call, upward call of God in, Je- in Christ Jesus. So Paul's saying here, like, like, yeah, there's going to be things that, like, happened. There are going to be things that I had to leave. There are going to be, you know, certain situations that are not in my life anymore for mm-hmm. the good or the bad, either way. But I press on towards what God has called me to. Mm-hmm. I strain towards that, meaning there's an effort, meaning there's, like, a challenge with it. When you strain against something, right? Think mm-hmm. about, like, a strainer, like, with your cooking. Mm-hmm. You strain something, like, you're pressing something down, like, to get, like, to strain something out of it there you go like you're straining like there's something there's a pressing there's a, a release happening there's just something that you're working towards and paul's saying it's it's that goal at the end of the race that we're all that we're all on for mm. that that upward call that god has mm. and see that's the thing like i've there's uh, what like last week a couple weeks ago there was a message from stephen furtick at elevation where he's talking about like um like your purpose or your calling mm-hmm. kind of thing I really believe that we all have the calling to preach the gospel. It just looks different. Exactly. Like 
That is the great commission. Like Jesus was like, go make disciples of all nations. He said that to the disciples. They like, and probably all the apostles and everything else, but not. I mean, how else are you going to make disciples if you don't speak or if you don't show? Doesn't mean you have to have a stage and like you're a pastor and like standing up there. No. That's what I felt called to do, but that's what God has put on my life. For someone else, it might be at your job, whatever it is, like working with the kids at church on Sunday. The like, way that you live your life, the way you walk into that office with acceptance of, yeah, you know what? I'm not perfect, but that's okay. Right. Because I'm not perfect, yep. that's why God is there. Exactly. That's why God is in my life. But And because of that acceptance, now you have joy. Oh, that's going to tie into the next episode we're doing. We're going to do one on joy and happiness. Yeah. And it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. But to your point, right? Because now you are aligning your purpose with God, because now you are aligned with what God's will is for your life, you have joy no matter what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we got to save that for the next one. So uh, before we get to that last point, um, one more thing I want to say about this. Yes, go ahead. Is I mean, this actually leads into that next point, rather. Um, I was a kid, and my mom... I went to, now this is funny, I grew up, you know, I grew up Protestant, you know, in one of those churches that were lasting yep. five hours, <laughs> you know, church and then as I was going to that Protestant church, I ended up going to a, my parents were like, we need to put you in private school. So I ended up going to a Lutheran, Catholic, uh, Lutheran private school, right? So I'm yeah. being raised up Protestant, going to a Lutheran church, or rather school. Um, and then they would have Wednesday chapel. So I would be in there and I would learn what it is to be like a Lutheran. We yeah. would learn about Martin Luther and all that stuff. So I got to learn about that. Um, but then halfway within my time there at that Lutheran private school, my dad became a preacher, he became a pastor and he became a pastor actually in the United Methodist church, right. which is like the cousins of Lutherans. Yep, yep. And, um, it was so funny. So. Again, now here we are in a different stage of my life. I'm in the, my dad's a Methodist pastor, United Methodist pastor. I'm growing up United Methodist, but I'm also still at a Lutheran school. Sure. And, you know, they do devotions every single day and it's, you know, teachings and all that stuff. Not saying that Lutheran and all that other stuff is so different. No. You know, they all kind of had the same thing. Right. But what I'm getting at is as I was growing up, my mom told me one of the most important things she has ever told me in my life and it has really shaped and molded who i was and how accepting i was of uh, how accepting i was of how i looked of how i uh would act of how i would do things i mean it really just put on this armor over me mm. when people would make fun of me mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. would say things about me or you know they would doubt me or whatever it just put on this armor that Nothing really penetrated through it. And my mom, I remember, so I was in the car, and she would always tell us every time she she dropped us off, she would always say, remember, you are the son of a king. Oh, I love that. Yeah, You are the child Mm. of a king. And I would be, you know, my little fourth grade, second grade, (laughs) all the way up to sixth grade self would be like, what do you mean? And my mom would say, you know, God is the king of kings. Jesus is the Lord of lords. You know, they're all the three in one. Doesn't matter. But, you know, God's 
God is the king. You know, he's he's the king, the king of kings. And here I am, a little kid, thinking, oh, if God, if I'm the son of a king, that means I'm royalty. Yep. So I'm thinking, oh, okay. Both of my parents would say, you know, you're not like a real prince. Get that in your mind. <laughs> like you're not a real prince. Right. But you're the son of a king. Mm. Nothing can touch you. Mm. Nothing can harm you. Not bad words, not people speaking uh, negative things into your life. Nothing. Nothing can take that away from you that you are the son of a king. Yeah. And I want you guys who are listening to know that you are sons and daughters of a king. Yep. The one true you, king. Yep. And, and most importantly, I don't care however you're feeling right now, whatever you're going through, you are royalty in God's eyes. Yep. With all your sin, with all your shame, with all your issues, with all your addictions, with your depression, with your anxiety, know that you are royalty. And with that royalty inside of you, with God being the king and you being the son and daughter of that king, why is anything bothering you? Uh, why are yep. things stopping you from accepting who you are? Uh, that's so good. You know, so like when my mom would say, would say that to me every single day, I would literally walk off the car and be like, yo. You started walking with like. I'm a freaking, I'm a freaking <laughs> prince. Like. You walk around with an I'm attitude royalty. now. Like you puff your chest out and be like, I'd be like what? kiss my pinky, yo. <laughs> that's why you want a ring. <laughs> that's why I want a pinky ring. Nice. But, yeah. you know, I'm telling I'm thinking I come out of there with, with, with this, and I wouldn't say it's pride, and it's not like high self-esteem, right. it's not. but it's just this, it's a confidence, like, this confidence in who I am exactly. and what gifts I bring to the mm -hmm. table that God is going to use those gifts. And not only will he use those gifts, he's going to take the things that you are not good at Ooh. and he's going to turn those things into some of the best things <sighs> In this world, mm -hmm. in what you can do for God. I mean, look at Moses. Yeah. Big example <laughs> of acceptance. Here he is, not a public speaker, not a person who wants to lead, a stutterer. And yet, who was he in God's eyes? The one to lead the people out of Israel. Well, and not only that, who did God send Moses to? The well, most powerful person hello? in the world at the time. Hello, the straight up. Like, not just some. To go toe to toe, uh, man. With. Oh, and that is just a clear example. Of, but, but see, oh. but see, here's the thing, too, in that that doesn't get taught. And this is why we're talking about acceptance. Had Moses never accepted who he was in mm -hmm. God's eyes, he would have never done what God wanted him to do. And he was a murderer. He killed an Egyptian. That doesn't get taught in Sunday school. No. <laughs> and that's the. Oh, you make me preach. Go, bro, go. <laughs> like. And God didn't even give him that much to use. God gave him a stick. A freaking stick. But because of Moses' faith, because of Moses saying, all right, God, I know who you... Like, ooh, <laughs> like God saying, I am, and saying nothing else, mm -hmm. leaving the empty space to say, whatever you are not, I am. And then Moses... like. God taking an ordinary thing with an ordinary person. I am that I and am. And doing one of the greatest feats in history of delivering the people out of Egypt. Like a stick. And God said, like, can you imagine what that looks like? Moses is sitting here, like, this is not probably some well, like, rounded walking staff. Like, this is probably just, like, a big branch. Yeah. And God's like, take that and point it out. Like, how stupid does that look? <laughs> 
Right? If I was one of those like Israelites, I would have been like, yo, this guy is crazy. Are we sure we want to do this? He's on some type of drugs, man. Like, ah, just insane. And like, and that's, that's another thing, like, <laughs> going into this next point is you will never be more less loved by God than you are right now. Right. You cannot be more loved by God. You cannot be less loved by God than what you are right now. What do you mean I can't be more loved? No, God loves you. I don't care what you've done, you know, who you slept with, what you like, what drugs you've done, Mm -hmm. what guilty sin, whatever it is. Like, I don't care what anybody has done. Like, God loves you so much. Mm -hmm. Like John 3.16, probably the most quoted Bible verse, like, in all time, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Like... Mm -hmm. That first part, for God so loved the world, Mm -hmm. the world, Mm -hmm. the sinful nature, like God loved every part of every single person Mm -hmm. and he doesn't care what you've done. Like he loves you all the same. I I just got to say this, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, You just made the point saying, you know, for whatever you've done or haven't done that you don't love yourself for that reason. Also, it doesn't matter what other people have done to you. Oh, yeah. That, because that's also a big reason why people don't accept themselves mm-hmm. is because of things that were done unto them. Like, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Because, for example, like, you know, you got, I'm just, this is just a fictional person I'm thinking of, nothing like that. But for some reason, I just got to say it. If you're that person that has been molested by like mm, an like yep. an, a family member, and that has really done you bad, like really just changed who you are yeah. and it changed your innocence and stuff like that, and you can't accept yourself because of that how you feel. I'm here to tell you today that it doesn't matter what happened to you. God still loves you. Yep. And not only does God still love you. But once you come to church and find a church that people love you too, mm. you're just going to see that God's love, that is, is, the just, love of God. Yeah. is just so big and it's in so many different ways. So, you know, to add to that point, you know, it not only accept things that have happened to you. Yes, that it sucks that something like mm-hmm. that happened to mm-hmm. you. Yes, it, it's, it's horrible. But accept the good and the bad because God accepts you as you are, as you are. And that's all he wants. He wants, he wants all of us to mm-hmm. come to him with the shattered jars of our life, mm-hmm. right? Like the shattered pieces of our hearts. He wants oh, us yeah. to bring all of that to him because <clears throat> he'll fix it. That's what mm-hmm. a good father does. Mm-hmm. Like you think of like in a normal uh, family situation, like a little child breaks a phone or something like yeah. they should know See, that's the thing. God isn't about fear. He's about love because a good father knows that if, if the child brings it to them, like the child has the comfort and security knowing that they're going to fix it. Yeah. That their father is so good that they're going to fix it, that they're not going to rebuke them and slap them and do whatever. Like Mm -hmm. a good father will say, that's okay. Like, I still love you. Like, thank you for bringing this to me. I'll fix it. Yeah. And that's what God wants. And, and, even, and even that, it'll be an opportunity for that child to know how to pick up those pieces. Exactly. And fix them. And that's mm. what God does with you. Is he's going to say, okay, now that, now that he, now you've brought me all these broken, these shattered pieces of your life, 
let's put them back together. And I'm going to show you how to put them back together, not only so that way you can be strong, but you can help others now exactly. put their lives That's back exactly together by thinking. your testimony. You know, so acceptance is so big. Acceptance is so, I mean, we were actually struggling to find out this next podcast topic. Yeah. And out of nowhere, acceptance just popped in my head mm-hmm. because it was like, there, if there is something that our generation really struggles with is acceptance. So much like because filters on filters on filters. Like I don't look, I don't look good enough in a normal way. Quit using, quit using the dog filter. (laughs) (laughs) Like the puppy filter. Yeah. No, I think you're, you're absolutely right. Like, cause it's, it's so true. Like Snapchat filters, Instagram filters, like taking the picture a million different ways because I don't look just the right way for people to see. And God's like, would if you like just put the first one, like, and Isn't God, God has no filter on his eyes. God has no sort of filter over his heart and his love for you. He sees you as you are. Mm-hmm. Again, just reiterating this point, because I feel like someone needs to hear it, that it doesn't matter like what you've done, what you've been through. Or the situations that have happened the situations, to you. Like God sees you right where you are right now, and he's like, I still chose you. I you still chose love, you. You are treasured. You are the daughter and the son of a king. You're freaking royalty. Like, and again, we completely acknowledge that like, this is hard. It's, it's especially in our society when, when you can't be accepted unless you have 10,000 Instagram followers, unless you have so many, you know, so much money, you can't be accepted unless you have some sort of prestigious place within the ranks of society. But it's Mm -hmm. like, God's like, I don't care. I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. use people like that. I can, God's like, I will. And I can use people like that, but God's like, but most of the time, they're not going to start there. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, these people I'm going to choose are, you know, the broken people mm-hmm. down at the bottom. I'm gonna, I want to use those people. I want to use the tax collector. I want to use the gangbangers. Uh. I want to use the thieves. <laughs> I want to use, like, Jesus went up to Matthew. Matthew was a tax collector, like, mm-hmm. lower than the low in society of that time, like, scum of the earth. And Jesus is like, I want you. I was getting my hair cut, right, the other day. Yeah. I, I talked to you about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And my barber, um, well, not my barber, but like the guy that was cutting my hair at my, because my barber was busy, sure. which was really good that he was because I would have never met this guy. But, um, and I accepted that fact. <laughs> Throwing that out there. <laughs> I accepted that bit, I couldn't use my barber, decision. so I went with the other yeah, person. Yeah. Anyways, I was so happy that I did because that guy had just been there for two days. And he's been cutting hair. I mean, he did a great job and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, I mean, he's been cutting hair for five years, but he was working there for two, for two days now. And he was asking me what I did and stuff like that and what I do for fun. And I mentioned this podcast and he was like, oh, really? What kind of podcast is it? And I was like, it's kind of like a, a podcast, you know, about Christianity and stuff like that and kind of. Bible study stuff, Mm -hmm. but like with real conversation and stuff like that. And he was like, oh, that's pretty awesome. And I was asking about him and little do I know this guy has served in prison and he's cutting my hair. <laughs> he's got a huge scar across his head. You probably thought nothing of that. I mean, maybe a little bit. I thought he's a got a bit. history. That scar was pretty bad. <laughs> sure. But I, you know, I'm not going to ask questions like that. That's right. not me. That's my mom, but that's not me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, like I'm just sitting there and I'm asking, I, something just said, well, just ask him, you know, what he was there for and he he didn't he didn't want to tell me so i said okay that's cool that means it was pretty bad 
But he said, but if it wasn't for prison, listen to this. Listen to this. I'm listening. If it wasn't for prison, he would never have found God. Ooh. Wait, what? How does that make any sense? Right? God doesn't go to prison, does he? So if he never went to prison, he would have never found God. And the biggest thing, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about acceptance, was because this guy accepted what he did, accepted his past, and said, even though I did what I did in my past, even though I did what, what I did in, in prison, um, and I did those things, God was always there with me, because he's mm. still here. He said he should have been dead years ago. Yeah. But God is still there with him. But by the grace of God. By his grace. And, and here was the biggest point is he accepted who he was. And also he accepted what he did. He also accepted why he did it. Mm. And now his next acceptance was what he was going to do. Right. So what he said was, I, even though I'm cutting hair, I'm trying my best to help people turn their life around. Even Dude, if it's is, because I'm oh. cutting hair. That's amazing. I said, dude, this, that is amazing because people have, I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever gone to a barbershop, ladies, I know that's probably something you don't do, <laughs> <laughs> but um, like if you go to the barbershop, the whole, like, uh, what is it? Um, atmosphere is like casual yeah, conversation. Yeah. And this guy was, is like, I want to pick a place where I can talk to people and work, make money, but also talk to people. And help people out by saying, hey, man, if God brought me out of this, what can he do for uh, you? Yep. I was just going to say that. Like, oh. But that was, I mean, that's again, that's the key is he would not be where he is today if he did not accept who he was. He could be dead. And why he did it. He could be back in prison. But that, he, and see, that's the thing, right? Like. It's it's not just accept it's it's that second point we said Mm -hmm. of it doesn't mean you stop where you are. It's what Paul says: you strain towards what's ahead. You forget what's behind you. Like you accept, like you forget it because you accepted it, and you know it's there. Yep, and you accept it. Yep, but you're like, okay, God, now show me what you can do. Exactly, and I accept it. And I'm accepting this path that you're going to take me on, which Mm -hmm. might be difficult, might be windy, whatever it is. Like, yeah. Ooh, that is an awesome story. And see, like that, th- th- these are the testimonies that people need to live by and share because, like, that's powerful. Like, someone listening probably just got something out of that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Like, I, I know they will. I know they will. <laughs> so, the big question how can we know that we're accepted by God? And what do we do about that? Okay, like, I, uh, like, I accept it. Yes, I'm a child of God. Now what? It's so like Genesis 127 says, So God created man in his own image. Mm-hmm. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Knowing that, knowing that God created us in his image, mm-hmm. justifies us as being, mm-hmm. of, of mm. ex- being accepted by God. And again, John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Like, you could stop there. There it is. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That's acceptance. God mm-hmm. accepted and it's not that we have to accept God first for him to accept us. It's that he accepted us first. He loved us first. <laughs> Therefore, his acceptance is not predicated on anything that we have done. So even before you've ever loved yourself, 
God loved you. God has been loving you. Yep. <laughs> that, uh. So maybe a practical thing for you to start doing if you're listening to this and you're saying, okay, but how do I do that? How do I like remind myself? Like wake up in the morning and just start saying like, you know, I am a child of God. I am chosen. I am a co-heir with Christ. I start saying these I am statements. Mm-hmm. And from, from Hillsong, the, the line is, I am chosen, not forsaken. Mm-hmm, exactly. Not forsaken. I was just looking for that post where like it's, it's a, there's a bunch of different Bible verses that tells us who we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, I am a rede- like, I am redeemed. Mm-hmm. I am not forsaken. Amen. I am a new creation. Dang. Like, there are just so many. Like, start saying these kinds of things over your life and just being like, like yes, I, I'm a child of God. I'm a, I'm a son of, son of God, like a, a son of the king, a daughter of the king. Like, mm-hmm. Like I've been chosen, like all these different things. I I am good enough. Like because Christ is in me, I am good enough. Like I I can do this. I will do this. Mm-hmm. Just start saying all these kind of affirming, accepting things over yourself. Like yes, maybe you start with that. Maybe you say yes, I did this, but now I am. I was just gonna say. <laughs> I was just gonna say, for those who are you know not at that point yet of of fully accepting themselves, train yourself to start saying. Okay, I am flawed. I am not good in mm-hmm. math. You know, for people who are in school, I am not great at school. I am not great at, you know, being a good Christian. I am not a good husband. I am not a good father. I am not a good brother. But God. But God. But God, God is. Like, ooh. <laughs> that's a great starting place. You know, start there. I'm not a great brother, but God is my strength. Yep. I'm not this, but because God is, I can be, or I will be. Like, start declaring over your life, saying, I will word. be I will be a good father, I will be a good husband, I will be a good co-worker, like, mm-hmm. whatever. And work it up, work it up. Yep, and just, like, start declaring these things over yourself and start, like, just accepting, accepting what has been done, what, like, even the things that will be done like and that yeah exactly except the future as weird as that sounds right you know look at look at adversity as okay god what are you trying to show me here this is an opportunity for god this is an opportunity for me to learn now yeah don't always look at it as saying oh god i just you know Not i again. just finally came back to my financial peace now and here i am you know now dealing with a loss of a family member yeah or here i am now dealing with you know a loss of a friend or here I am now dealing with me and my friend never being on speaking terms anymore. Yep. You know, accept that there's a lesson to come out of it. It's just another platform for, for God to work. Mm-hmm. It's when you say, okay, God, here you go. Like, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> let's see what you can do. Goodness, man. This podcast is on fire today. <sighs> I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching. But we, we're going to, I think that's a good place to end. Yeah. I think that's a really good place to end. So, so any uh, last points? Yeah, just I want to re, just kind of reiterate these that we went through. So, first point, we need to learn how to accept the bad along with the good. Amen. We all have this duality within us. Point mm-hmm. two, acceptance does not mean you stop where you are. Mm-mm. If God told you to walk around that wall seven times, move. Walk around the wall seven times. Don't stop on six. Get to marching. Just keep straining forward. And point number three, you will never be more or less loved by God than you are right now. He's accepted you. He has chosen you. Lean into him. Like, lean into his love. 
because he didn't just mm-hmm. love, he so loved. And God loves your failures and he loves your yep. success. Yep. And I would even go as bold as to say, maybe my theology is not correct, but I would even go as bold as to say, sometimes it seems like God loves our failures a little more than our success. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, because, yeah. because So if he can love you as a failure, you need to learn to love yourself as a failure. And sometimes you and have to fail. And accept yourself. Some, well, sometimes you have to fail because then that, again, it just provides God with an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Not saying, not saying <laughs> that, oh, accept yourself as a failure because that's all you are. No. Accept that you that's have what happened. Failed. That you have failed. Mm-hmm. Now where am I going to go and next? now you're straining forward. Mm-hmm. All right. That was a good one. That was a really good one. That was a, I felt on fire today. That came out of nowhere. All <laughs> right, Noah. I hope you guys all enjoyed, but we're going to, as always, salvation. Yep, we always like to end these podcast episodes with a prayer for salvation. So... If you felt like, you know, there was something moving within you today and you said, man, I've never, not only have I never accepted myself, I've never accepted Jesus Christ into my life. And I want to take that step. I want to step into that faith and that relationship with God. Except Jesus. We're going to do that today. And we always want to help you guys. So, you know, the Bible says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that you will be, be saved. saved. So I'm going to read this prayer and he's going to repeat after me. So feel free if you're listening. You okay? You good? I'm all good. <laughs> so feel free to repeat and uh, we're just going to say this together. So we're going to say, dear God. Dear God. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. In need of a savior. In need of a savior. I believe. I believe. That Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ. Is Lord of all. Is Lord of all. I believe he died for me. I believe he died for me. And rose from the dead. And rose from the dead. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Make me new. Make me new. And I'll follow you. And I will follow you. Today I begin. Today I begin. My new life. My new life. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. Hey, if you guys just made that decision for the first time, we are celebrating with you and rejoicing with you. Awesome. Welcome to the family. We're so glad to have you. And if you did, we want to hear from you. We want to be a part of this family with you, get you connected. Maybe you're not even listening to this in Arizona. Like you're in Utah. We see you out you're there in Michigan. Texas. Hey, Michigan somewhere. All right. Uh, Louisiana. Like, yeah. like shoot us an email, connection.podcast3 at gmail.com. And like, I'll try, one of us will maybe try to help you find a church. Like, I don't go to a church. Like, where do I go? We'll try to help you. You know, like, reach out to us. We want to hear from you guys. Or hit us up on Instagram. Yep. At Connection Podcast. At Connection Podcast. Hit them DMs up. All right. All right. Just last point, guys. Accept who you are. Accept who God has, what what God wants to do for your life. Yep. All righty. Everyone have a fantastic week. We love you all. Peace out, guys.